Hello, this is the Three for Thursday podcast from fmi.online. I'm your host, Chris Hewitt. Today's three is the top three FAQs for FMI. So I'm joined again today by a colleague of mine, Nitty. You, for regular listeners, you will have heard Nitty before. She works for FMI. Uh, Nitty, how's it going? Do you, want, do you want to quickly give us a brief overview of what you do at FMI? Sure. Thanks, Chris. How are you doing? I'm very good. Very good. The weather is, is nice and sunny here in London, so I'm happy. And thanks for joining us on the podcast, Nitty. Thanks, Chris. Um, so at FMI, I manage the social media, digital marketing the website portal, the LMS, and everything to do with promotion of FMI to students and universities and organizations as well. So mostly everything except the content building. Okay, so you do a bit of everything. And today's podcast is around FAQs, frequently asked questions or queries. Um, First of all, if there is a participant, uh, a graduate or whoever it might be, how can they submit their queries to FMI? How do they do that? Brilliant question, Chris. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. So there is a chat option on the website that you can send a question to and you will get a response most immediately or most quickly, I would say. Uh, if not, there is also a contact email ID on the website that you can send an email to. And I'm pretty sure we will reply to that email as soon as possible. Excellent. So a couple of ways that people can get in touch. Um, I imagine, or I think I know that you see in one way or another some of these queries, and that's the theme of today. So we're going to go through three of the top uh, FAQs that you and your colleagues received. Let's start with your first one, then, Nitty. What is one commonly received FAQ that you get? The most common one that I really get is other courses from FMI accredited by an independent organization or a charter? That's the most asked question for FMI users or people interested in buying the pathways. And my answer to that is yes, FMI courses, pathways are accredited now by LIBF, which is London Institute of Banking and Finance, which means if you did our courses on FMI, you would get a certificate with their logo, with their accreditation, and which also means that these courses have been approved by them. They've gone through our curriculum. They think our curriculum is great for the topics that we have, we have on FMI on you know, asset management, investment banking, or global markets. Um, in terms of accreditation, what does that mean to the user? What's the benefit or what's the upside of someone who's been through an FMI pathway, what's the benefit to them of having that program accredited? So when you do these courses from FMI and they're accredited by LIBF, which means you can get this continuous education credits from LIBF and you could do their program without doing their first level of uh, certification. You directly jump into the second part. Excellent. So it's a really good um, first question that comes up. Are the courses accredited? Um, I think it's really crystal clear that they are. Uh, and it's also clear as to some of the benefits around that. What would be your second commonly received FAQ then, Nitty? The second one that I really receive is how long do I have access to the course material for? I think students are more worried about if they get the course material, are they in a pressure to complete it? 
uh, as soon as possible. But my answer to that is no, you have five years to complete uh, the course, but obviously we don't recommend that. Um, but you do have five years access to the course material. So you can go back, learn, or redo the lessons that you have previously done. You can redo the quizzes. You have access to the resources in the course for five years. I was going to say, I, I'd assume that the users wouldn't need to take the five years. Is that right? Yeah, no, they, they <laughs> probably can complete each course in less than a week and maybe a pathway in about five to six weeks. I was going to say, so is that, is that typical? Do, do you have any kind of data or information around how long people take? Is, is it quite varied or is it quite consistent how long people take for each? It's uh, quite varied, actually. It depends on what they're really doing as a full-time job or they're a full-time student if or how many hours in a day are they focusing on the courses. Uh, they could complete it in two days or five days, I would say, per course. Mm -hmm. uh, and which means uh, a part has about eight, nine courses. So you could complete it in five to six weeks. And your third and final FAQ or, or common FAQ, what would that be, Niti? My third one is, is there an exam to get the certificate? No, there is no exam to get the certificate, but every course has an end of the course quiz. There is no passing exam to the quiz, but you are required to take the quiz to complete the, to complete the course. What is the format of those end of course quizzes? How, how, how do they typically come up? They're mostly multi-choice option uh, questions asked in the quiz. And uh, in fact, all of our courses even have a question at the end of every chapter, just to recap on what you've learned. But then at the end of the quiz, there's a quiz on all the, all the topics covered in the course. Okay, in terms of, uh, I guess we're, we're fairly new. I know these podcasts hopefully stand the test of time, but in the weeks and months since we've been running the podcast and, and the modules, have there been any pathways or modules in particular that have been taken up or is it quite evenly spread across the, across the board? I think uh, our investment banking pathway is the most favoured one, but mm -hmm. yes, we do have students taking the other ones depending on what career path they're looking for. Excellent. Now, I, I do know, and, and thanks again for joining today, I do know, Niti, that you're, you're always happy to take in queries, you're always happy to, to kind of respond to, to participants. Would you, it kind of repeats the earlier question, is that the the main sole way that people can get in touch? Or are there any other ways that, that you kind of have had or would like to have communication with existing and um, participants? I think chat box on the website quickly uh, gets our attention and we reply very quickly. But if not, email is the other quickest option to get in touch with FMI. Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us again from Indianity. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Chris. Um, that was really quick and short, and I hope that helps our users in making a decision on taking the FMI pathways. Excellent. So thanks again, Nitty. Thanks to our listeners. It was a, a, a short and sweet one, but hopefully an informative one too. Um, we appreciate your support in every way that you have so far. We really do. You can continue to do so by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. So if you go onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, you can leave a review, hopefully a good one. Um, and finally, uh, you can have a look at our free resources at fmi.online. We've got a lot of things on there that you can have a go at and see kind of the basis of some of the, the, the bigger modules and pathways that we've got. See you next Thursday. <laughs>